As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So if you're wine drunk and ready to cry, Peach, Mikey, and Todd are telling you why. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Your favorite films, they'll rip them to shreds with these guys in charge. Hell, romance is dead. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Romancing the podcast in town. Todd sees you when you're sleeping. Mike likes to sniff your hair. Pages and Ebenezer Scrooge just don't give a damn. So listen up now, the show's gonna start. Peach, Mikey, and Todd will steal your heart. Romancing the podcast in town. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. Merry Christmas. And I'm Todd Schlosser. Merrier Christmas. And oh, this week, <laughs> Paige made us watch. No. No, it was Mikey. Mikey made us watch. I picked this. Santa, Santa Boot, Boot Camp. Camp. A lifetime original film. And it feels like it. Mikey, why? Why did I pick this film? We all know why you picked this film. Because I demanded it. Because I'm in it. <laughs> Nepotism. That's why. No, that's not true. Um, I don't know what the word is, but I'm in it, so that's why I picked it. I think it's called narcissism. Favoritism. Yeah, both of those. Well, I'm, I'm in it for a good three, four seconds I at the saw end, you. wandering around. <laughs> I saw you at the end. I'm dead center. I saw I'm dead you. Center. Dead center. And I found you with my cursor and took a screenshot of it so I can send it to you guys. I saw that, yeah. So last year or the year before, when did I sneak on set of this film? This filmed August 2022 and came <laughs> out Christmas of that same year. Yeah, Guys, oh they my rushed God. production and editing of this. It looks like they filmed this in a week. <laughs> they so did. crazy. They filmed this in a week, literally walking distance from my old office. Which is funny because it's supposed to be LA and I have thoughts when we get to me. <laughs> I know that Nashville looks way nicer than LA. Hello. <laughs> Last summer, I heard that they were filming a Christmas film in Franklin or like, well, at the business park there. It's basically at a retail strip mall, basically where this film. It is a retail strip mall. It's supposed to be the Grove, yeah. <laughs> which is madness, but I'll talk about it a bit. I know the Grove has never looked so good. No, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a bad looking retail strip mall. And there's a hotel there that looks like a big house. So I guess that's why they picked it. Fun fact about that hotel. That's the one night stand hotel. Oh, shit. It's in Santa boot camp. Nice. So I uh, I went out there and I didn't sign up to be an extra or anything. But then I walked up there and I didn't know. I thought this was not in California because you don't. I didn't know anything about Santa Boot Camp. I'm sorry. Did you think that you had been transported to California? I mean, of course it wasn't California. You were in Franklin, Tennessee, in August. And I was like, <laughs> I hope I don't have to dress Christmassy because I'm like. It's like real hot. Oh, yeah. And so I walked up and I was like, you need some extras? And they're like, yeah, sure, dude. Just come on. <laughs> and so I was like, go like, to wardrobe. And wardrobe was like, yeah, you look like a guy who could be in California. So just wear your clothes you're wearing now. And then they're like, 
what do I do? And they're like, just wander around this yard while we film. And I was like, and I was there and it poured rain. It delayed production and everything. I was there for hours, but I got to take pictures on Santa's throne and all sorts of stuff. You sent them to us. We have to share this. Uh, Yeah, I have all those pictures. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So what I realized today or last night because I watched half of it last night that you had never seen this movie I I was texting Mikey and I was like Mikey what the fuck is happening and he's like I don't know I'm watching this for the first time I couldn't be prouder of how weird this movie is and I'm so happy that my name is attached to it I bought it it's on sale for 99 cents on Amazon Prime it is literally in Amazon Prime's bargain bin and Mikey I bought it too my friend you guys watched it on Amazon I will buy it you guys watched it on Amazon I watched it on Lifetime <laughs> you own Lifetime no but like is it, it a was, free app it's a it's free oh <laughs> it was free on Lifetime so everyone listening can I want to I want a social media resurgence of Santa boot camp directed by Melissa Joan Hart who I didn't meet, but I did stare at uncomfortably long <laughs> while I was there. It's good that you can finally admit this because we have a special guest for this episode. Everybody, welcome Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> it's Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> I did eat the food. Mm, they ordered food for us when rain delayed production for six hours. So I did stay, eat the food. Hell yeah. Now they wanted to go past 2 a.m. and I said, I'm not getting paid for this. I've already <laughs> ate your food. I filmed my scenes. I'm leaving. And I and I snuck off set the way I came in like a thief in the night. <laughs> okay, so if you guys did not watch it on Lifetime, we probably had different commercials. We didn't have I any no commercials. commercials. We owned this movie. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Paige, it's a smooth one hour, 20 minutes, no commercials. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> it's so fast. Uh, even with commercials, when I watched it on Lifetime... Uh, it was about 140 minutes, which is still not that long. Uh, but so Lifetime had this commercial thing where they're it's all Campbell Soup commercials, all of them, okay. because they made a Campbell Soup. I don't hate that. I didn't hate it. I I had a great time. So was it like 30 percent Campbell Soup page? No. OK, no. So Campbell Soup made a movie. What? Yes. That they're using as commercials. And it's a movie about a single mom raising her son who has autism and they bond over cooking together out of canned soup out of canned soup (laughs) here slowly warm this bottle of (laughs) soup in a can wait no no it's i hear me out okay i was crying by the end of it what wait you watched this already yes because it played in between santa fucking boot camp okay so here's how this like here's how this plays out right They also play recipe videos in between it where they're like, here's a Campbell's soup recipe and they all fucking slap. They all look amazing and delicious. It's like you just get a two minute break into the Food Network and then it's back to Santa Boot Camp. But then they show you the like longer trailer for the movie they made about a mom and son bonding over cooking that also stars the cake boss and Tatiana Ali of uh I believe Fresh Prince fame at one point I'm trying to remember I know she was on a bunch of stuff but she's the single mom and so she's the one doing the recipe videos and she's like this is a recipe my abuela taught me and I cook it with my kids now and there it's all like paired but it's so good I had a great time it was the most I've ever enjoyed commercials in my entire life 
Dude, scallop potatoes with cream of mushroom soup. It sounds brilliant. I'm gonna make it. It looks so good. I mean, cream of mushroom soup is what makes green bean casserole work. It right. is, and I fucking crushed green bean casserole this year. Mikey, did you get a check from Campbell's Soup? Because it's clear Paige no, got a check from Campbell's Soup, not, guys. I did not, but this was so nuts. <laughs> no, I'm gonna talk about this. I, I don't think Campbell's has approached the male hosts for yeah. whatever is going on on that side of the podcast. I don't even like soup and I was in for it. I love tomato soup. Yes. I unashamedly, that's not how that works. I can't talk on this podcast. I do all my talking at work and I can't do it anymore. I, I unabashedly love tomato soup. I Same. will put crackers and cheddar in it. I'll put meat in it. I'll cook turkey bacon and put in like it. Tomato soup is good for everything. Are we just doing Campbell's soup testimonials? What are we doing right now? We don't have a ton to talk about with the actual movie. It moves pretty fast. That, okay, that is fair. I actually do. I do have things to talk about. They have a weird amount of chemistry. They do. Do have a weird amount of chem like all of them? That's the one thing that works in this movie. All of them do. I was like, Rita fucked that Santa. Yes. They were together. Rita was Mrs. Santa Claus. A hundred percent. No, I mean like in real life. Oh. They seemed very comfortable. They see their chemistry off the charts. I know. And then even our main two people, this movie, I was so happy because like every other Hallmark movie or Lifetime movie or whatever we've watched the last like two years, it's always single dad and she bonds with the kid and then we're like, and they love each other. I was like, why? They never spend any time together. This movie, no children, all weird Christmas cult. And they just, like, bond in that cult. I do love the Christmas cult. I'm so glad you're calling it a cult because I wrote that down <laughs> immediately. I think it's a good way. It's fully a cult. Yeah. I will say the big test of their love is when she asks him to give up on his dream for her immediately. And then he does. And then, then they get to fall in love. I also don't think that was really his dream. I feel like what he ends <laughs> up doing is ultimately what his true dream was i'm so glad you just said that but i love that they did this in 10 minutes of the movie I know, like I know. literally 10 minutes before the end but i sort of agree <laughs> like i think his reevaluating of do i really need a michelin star to be the kind of chef i want to be like yes. i got that and i love that he went on that journey off screen so that we could have this moment in three minutes you know yeah why do i need a michelin star or a restaurant when i could cater for this cult no he's gonna get a restaurant yes. at the end of the movie yeah he's staying in la well yeah because the cult leader told i guess this guy yes. who's also in the cult to give him a restaurant everyone's in the christmas cult We're, can we just <laughs> say it's scientology like it's definitely scientology that's the metaphor of the movie it's not it's christmasology it's christmasology <laughs> it's christmasology because Instead of making toys year round, they leave the elves to do that. They come to California, and this very much checks out, to recruit people for their cult. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then they send them to a second location. Where do you think the elves come from, guys? Exactly. A hundred percent. They're the followers in the cult. I see, I thought they were maybe searching for like the next Santa and Mrs. Claus, or maybe they just like no. they set up their like satellite locations around the world and then someday when they eventually die, they just pick one. Oh yeah, the church has gotten so the Church of Christmas, by the way, has gotten so yeah, big course. that like they have to throughout out the year visit their different satellite branches yeah 
to elicit donations. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's very positivity seminar, but also a little bit of twin flames. It's also a lot of acting class. Like we uh, did, you guys notice that? Like it is a lot of acting class. It's a lot of acting class. The weirdest part to me is when they hold two bowls full of jelly to correct their like non Christmas electrolytes <laughs> inside of their bodies. You know. That was my favorite part. <laughs> I love this Christmas cult. I would join. <laughs> we know, Mikey. Marissa Jarrett Winoker is probably the one, like, when they play their horrifying game of musical chairs, she's the one throwing the chairs. <laughs> like, she is in it to win it. She is 110% Christmas at all times. I love that these 30 people were like, I've quit my job to learn how to be a better Christmas spirit Santa. For four days. They said two weeks. Four days. It's it's four days active, and then they come back for their graduation a week and a half later. And I'm going to say this right now. Mikey, I know you were in the movie. I'm sure Paige is right, just based on like the level we <laughs> we all paid attention to this IP that you're literally a part of. I was confused about the plot <laughs> in the movie. Because they were like, yes. at the end. I was there for the big climax, you know? You always are, Mikey. They mess up the timing in the end. A hundred percent. We'll get to it. Because they uh, allegedly, a week goes by that we don't see on screen. It's got to be, right? Yes. It just disappears. Yeah. It's into the mist. <laughs> well, and then when they come out and they're like, what a great event that this lady planned. But also, thanks for letting us do our Santa boot camp graduation. As an extra listening to those speeches, wild. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this movie about? Well, because there are no extras for the bulk of the rest of the movie. It's all single location. Yes. Which, which is also, they, they never go to like anybody's house except for no. like her office a couple times. They all stay at Santa's house. But when he invites her, he's like, hey, do you want to come back and decorate this tree? I was like, girl, go. Go drink hot cocoa, put up ornaments until you can't stand not fucking each other anymore and go. <laughs> I would like to bring forth a motion to the group that we call Mrs. Claus Mother Christmas and love Christmas has won. Oh, no. That's very sad. Oh, no. That's a little too sad for me. <laughs> yeah. We can't lose Rita. We can't lose her like that. But she did have Christmas lights. <laughs> that was a lot of the saddest part of that whole like story to me is when uh, Mama Christmas was like asking the elves to like take her to the hospital that she may have made all this Christmas stuff up, and they were so ingrained in Christmas ology yeah. that they let her die. And they continued shoving her mouth full of Christmas magic until she was oh. completely silver. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have gaslighted Christmas all over them for a long time. And like, <laughs> there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. Sure, sure. That documentary, Love is One, is bonkers. I hated it. I hated it so much. It's, but watch it. It's, yeah, they, they left some stuff out because, and a lot of, uh, they live streamed almost everything. So you can find a lot of this yes. online. Yeah. It was way darker. <laughs> like, it's already so dark and it was so much worse. You're like, oh no. You know, usually when I watch all those documentaries, I can be very empathetic and be like, oh, I could see how someone who is lost can just like really get in there and like find that family and stuff. Yeah, of course. But that one I like struggled with because they're like, Robin Williams is coming to yell at you because you're a piece of shit. And I'd be like, <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to have to go ahead and like just get my sleeping bag and kind of pack up because like. 
I, I loved him in Mrs. Doubtfire, but like he can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm like, when I read a novel, I need the plot to go A, B, C, D. Your whole mythology is just like all over the place for me. That's because you firmly live in the 3D world, Mikey. Yeah. We're at 5D now. We're like out here living that 5D life. Mikey, she very much was stealing from a lot of other established. And nothing like, made sense. Well, but but that's the thing. It's like if you're already in a person in if you're already into one of those more established pieces she's just adding on so i actually see how it is easy to get into one of those if you're already in one of the fringe ones yeah i saw nope i get what she was talking about (laughs) oh yeah she's like those clouds are all spaceships i'd be like I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I think. <laughs> yeah, we we should run then. Should we move underground? And I also don't love camping, but I tell you what, I do love really nice houses in Christmas. This cold would have had me. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Thank you. I was like, we gotta refocus. We can't talk about love as one forever. No, but, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna go camp for like cloud spaceships. But I sure as shit would sign up for like a five day like. We're gonna teach you everything you need to know about Christmas, and I'm actual Mrs. Claus. I'd be like. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Go on, Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Mikey in a second. Christmas Mikey would be their opening day. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, unfortunately, Mrs. Claus made me kill another one. Well, boo, uh, it is a fancy. They were on the naughty list. They were on the naughty list. It was a fancy house in Pasadena that had a cult in it. So maybe you're going to luck out and it's just the lema and it's going to be explosions and sex the whole time. Is there, Paige, yes. you are a cult expert. I would consider you. Hey, you know what? 2BTV said I was. Well, and you have a very successful cult podcast that you've been doing for like six years. Yes. You're an expert, Paige. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So my question is, are there any Christmas-themed cults? No. Not Christianity, but more like the mythos of Christmas. Not not really, no. And I do love that about this movie. There is no religion in this Christmas movie. And I love I love that they have completely divorced it out of it. I love it. <laughs> they they go out of their way. I know. Because at one point someone's like, what if I'm Jewish? And he's like, Santa is for everyone. And I was like, all right, that settles that, I guess. Bow yeah. down to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Bow to Santa. Uh, no, no. Um, although there are some weird idiosyncratic things uh, about Christmas around the world because the version of Christmas we understand and, and ascribe to Uh, current day in the United States is largely built from marketing from the 1940s on, right? Like that's mostly what we know of Christmas. Church tells me that when I go on Christmas Eve, they're like, you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, I think we should combine these because I <laughs> I think I'm doing it right. <laughs> the marketing department. I love lights and they should be everywhere all the time. Yeah. The capitalism marketing department has been beating the Christianity marketing department for like a thousand years at least. Always. Yeah. Always. Uh, I don't know if you know Christians not great at marketing. Uh, so... Oh, no, I've heard DC talk. You're wrong. Oh, <laughs> that's true. DC talk is slap. Anyway. It's an old reference, sir. <laughs> but it checks out, though. They slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does check out. They do slap. Couldn't name you one song that was the only Christian band I could remember. And if I can't swim after 40 oh. days in the ride. Yeah, that's DC talk. I do know that song, yeah. Uh, P.O.D. Hell yeah, I forgot about P.O.D. Uh, But yeah, P.O.D. also slap. But okay, so Christmas, other places, they have older Christmas traditions that would not make sense to us, but are common to them. And so those are pretty fun. But what's even more fun to me is that as America has become a colonizing, conquering force of evil, 
<laughs> we have spread Christmas to places that did not have Christmas because they're not a Christianity based place. And uh, some of those things are hilarious. Like a lot of the proliferation of Christmas in Asia, I find fascinating because a lot of Christmas too. things are made there. Yeah. Manufactured wise. But there's not necessarily a cultural connection to those items or like in Japan where they do KFC for Christmas and it's like a huge deal, like wait in lines for like days, reserve it months in advance. And there's also a lot of stuff with Colonel Sanders dressed as Santa where they're like, it's basically the same thing, right? Like, what's the difference? And I'm like, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. So I, yeah, there's not a Christmas cult, but Christmas as a cultural phenomenon, very interesting, I think. So what I hear you saying, Paige, is that since I wanted to start a religion for tax purposes, if I no, make it Christmas-based, that gives me two of the three votes I need. Nope. I mean, you still don't have mine. You might get Mikey's. I, 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 do, I do think Christmas represents the best parts of Christianity and like they've and like now it's like marketed Christmas marketing is what Christianity needs to market itself as like <laughs> making people's day better being really kind without like without question helping the poor helping altruism. the poor altruism <laughs> yes. altruism like and, like loving people like bringing joy into people's lives for no reason other than you know it's fulfilling yeah i also agree that christians should follow the teachings of jesus yeah. that would be like revolutionary 100 percent. well i think it's really sad that the marketing department distilled that part out yeah i mean obviously to sell stuff to bring joy but like they're like no i don't care if you're you know muslim or jewish or whatever buy our cookies and give them to your neighbors right because people love that people do love that yeah i have gingerbread cookies in my fridge right now that work sent me and i was like normally not a fan of work but they got me cookies and I was like, well, all right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Thanks for the cookie pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, should we get into this movie? I guess there's not much to it. There's so much to it. I know. I was just like, I could talk about the cultural proliferation of Christmas and why I particularly like the eras of Christmas that I particularly enjoy forever. But that's like a whole TED talk of its own. I want Christmas to go on its eras tour. Oh, but I only want like what... I saw the Beyonce tour documentary. Was it good? Crystal and I went and saw it in theaters. It was fucking amazing. It's even better than the last one. It's so good. This is her second? Yeah, yeah. Well, you saw Homecoming because I, I browbeat you into it. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And so this one is like if the T-1000 and a drag queen had a baby. Okay. And it was a concert tour. But then they also... the the documentary does a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff of like how they built the stage and it's fucking fascinating like like on top of the fact that Beyonce tour documentaries are just a marvel because you're just like how does this woman do this like how how does she somehow have 30 hours in a day like I don't know um, but then there's also a whole section about uh, her Blue Ivy training to be one of her dancers which is like it made Crystal and I just cry we were like so proud of her uh, but then it's also just like how she manages her family on the road and she loses her uncle who used to make a lot of her costumes. And it's just like, oh, it is a ride. It was a good time. Does it show her singing and all the songs and everything? Oh, yeah. And she's singing fucking live. No, I'm out. Sounds like a musical. I mean, it's a concert documentary. Okay. There was a lot more physical activity for this boot camp than I was anticipating. Oh, they actually do like calisthenics. Yeah, there was a lot more running. Like what? Yeah, hard pass. A Santa's supposed to be like big and jolly, guys. Like, And he is. The Santa in this movie, I would say, is appropriately jolly. Oh, you mean Chris? Yeah. Uh, she's 
she's downplaying that. I I got a side text from her that was like, they've made Santa too sexy, and I'm not okay. No, it was that was okay. That here's when that was happening. Is <laughs> hang when on, she hang on, went, hang on. Is this real? Hold on. Let yes. This is real. It is. Let me explain <laughs> myself. I did notice that Chris. Like Santa Chris had like some pretty wide ass shoulders. No, I was referring to Aiden. Oh, okay. That you did not say you were referring to Aiden. I didn't. I was just texting, but that's <laughs> when I was texting is when they were having Aiden role play as Santa. And he's like, I remember our first date, a picnic at the North Pole. I was like, first of all, that sounds fucking insane. You would freeze yeah, to death. Because they would both die. I mean, Chris probably wouldn't because he's Santa, right? But he just brought a date to a place that would kill her. Right. Who knows? Maybe it's Christmas magic. I definitely unlocked a new Christmas kink. Yeah. Goal. Okay. Goal? I'm going to call it a goal. Keep it healthy. <laughs> keep it wholesome. I'm going to start calling my kinks my goals. <laughs> I'm going to keep nothing wholesome around Aiden. I'm just putting it out. Right now. I mean, he does look like the same actor that starred in every late night Skinamax show that ever happened, but th this time he went to Christmas boot camp. He has the perfect <laughs> five o'clock shadow at all times and a full <laughs> thick head of hair. He's like, I love catering and you. <laughs> I love catering. And would give up the dream he's had his whole life. <laughs> After spending four days at a Santa boot camp, he is both working and attending. I mean, that's that's how the cult gets you. You end up working for them for free. Yeah. Mrs. Claus did not bless his restaurant. She wanted it to be her restaurant. You know she gets a piece, right? Yeah. How else do they fund the cult? Exactly. But also, he describes the kind of restaurant he wants to make, and it does not seem to be the restaurant that has contacted him. So I do think that ultimately what he ends up with is closer to what his true dream, his Christmas magic dream is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it also depends where you are in life. Where like, let's say that hypothetically, you've really done a lot of your professional dreams and you want a cute blonde to settle down with who loves Christmas and has nice teeth. So what you're saying, Mikey, is you were into the main character? Uh, Not really. She like, I, I know she wasn't acting like this, but she looks like she's like having a panic attack or, or suffering from an anxiety disorder at all times. Yeah. I'm not sure that anyone was really acting in this, um, but I agree. She, especially with the, the deer in the headlights that we get in the first few like scenes, her eyes, they, she does look like a deer in headlights, man. Okay. So the movie opens up with. The main character looking oh my at God. the camera. Did, you didn't do the outline, did you? I thought Paige did. Good. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> I would have done it. I, well, I was ready. I honestly, I was impressed with the outline you did. It was very good. I'm ready. Whenever Paige needs it, I'll do it. Anyway, we open on a Campbell soup ad. <laughs> no, oh my God, Paige. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm -mm, good. Mm -mm. The scallop potatoes did look great. Anyway, we open on Rita Moreno sitting in like a lobby as it gets decorated. And she says, let there be Christmas. And then stands up in her sparkle pajamas. Oh, yeah. She meditates. Yeah. Mm hmm. She's like Doctor Strange, just sitting there like. Yeah. Yeah. Why people Christmas around her and then set up her house for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Or what we later learned are cult members. Yes. Everyone in this movie that is not Chris or Rita Moreno are victims. <laughs> yes. And we should address them as such. Correct. Because they are in the orbit of the cult. Okay. Right. And she has the holiday stone and <laughs> she is abusing it. Her tracksuit is like his cape. Yeah. <laughs> now, they do have powers, which we learn when that toy car becomes real. Yeah, because they're Santa and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. 
So they're not victims. They dedicated their life to the claws. The claws? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly got their claws in these cult members. Oh, my God. Anyway, Marissa Jarowinoka runs in doing the most. I don't remember the name they gave her. Holly, maybe? It probably was Holly or something that's like Christmas adjacent. Oh, wait, no, it's Patty. I just looked it up. It's Patty. They could have just called her Holly. What a waste. Anyway, so... She runs in and is just like, it's beautiful, just like you. And I was like, this is a movie, not Broadway. <laughs> but I love it just the same. Yeah. It's she's shouting for the back rows. Yes. What? She's the number one cult member. She brings that energy. I know. She does bring that energy. She's just like, I'll kill for you, Santa. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I've got to see a horror movie about Santa Colt and like if if it's not made I will do it. Mikey, let's <laughs> make it. I'm not joking. I would argue you already made a Santa Colt movie and it's this one. <laughs> She's just a jingle on the tone scale. That's it. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, we cut to modern day and this is where I have to express uh, just a brief moment of L.A. information because this movie is supposed to be here. So it functions around a party planning company that gets a call from a guy named Ed Mancini, who's like the big mall dude. He's very clearly based on Rick Caruso, who is a real person <laughs> who owns all the big fancy malls in L.A. and then ran for mayor this year, the year this movie came out. And I think maybe they thought he would win and had to then like hastily cut it or something because the election happened and we were like, no. And we didn't end up with anything much better, but we definitely didn't get that creepy guy. So like this was a whole wild ride. And they also like most of this movie takes place in Pasadena. Like it's aggressively. They're like Los Angeles, Pasadena into the. And I was like, this doesn't even look close, but also they're definitely basing this on real, very creepy people who tases homeless people at his malls. I love it in a movie that was 1000% shot in the town Mikey and I live in. Yep. Paige found a way to bring up where she lives. It's because it's supposed to be where I live. They say it the whole time. Why didn't they just set it here, Todd? I thought about that. No, no, Paige. I just thought it was funny. Paige, I think that it's hilarious that this movie's supposed to take place where it exactly where you live but it's actually filmed exactly where mikey and i live why didn't they just set it here i don't know there's no reason to not have set it here yeah they could have just set it there and just replaced like you know copy paste los angeles with nashville yeah and nobody would have known yes all it just needed to be a word yeah you could have said toronto i mean no <laughs> one cares yeah because for all i know you have your own ed mancini or whatever and instead they're like this is definitely rick caruso <laughs> a fun drinking game for this film would be to take a shot any character says ed mancini yeah ed mancini or los angeles or pasadena because they are constantly <laughs> trying to con like convince you that that's where they are you would think them saying Ed, the words Ed Mancini a hundred times during the film that he'd be in it. But at the end, he's in it for 30 seconds. We see him a little bit. We see him a little bit in the beginning and then at that call late, like it's sort of mid-movie. But he's in the movie maybe two minutes of screen time at most. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. The other thing too, and like this is just because they keep saying it is what it is and I know what it's supposed to be. So I worked at the Grove at Christmas and they erect a full size, and I mean like three bedroom, two bath, 
gingerbread house in the middle of the grove. They have multiple trees the size of skyscrapers. They have like giant chandeliers of Christmas ornament. Like it is Christmas unlike anyone has ever seen. But then they're also tasing homeless people at, at street level. So like it's it is so fancy Christmas that then it is a tourist attraction and they do do VIP stuff that only like 100 people get to do where they see Santa. It's a whole thing. I was like, I know what they're getting at, but not at this random strip mall that has no decorations because it's definitely August. It was August. Yeah. (laughs) And that's barely a strip mall. Like when I tell you it is like two blocks of stores and then a hotel, like that's all that is. I took you guys to the Grove. We walked through it. I know. Yeah. Like what what we see in this movie is aggressively not even the Grove adjacent. Yeah, no. I mean, it is a store. But they did have a, you know, it does have a courtyard. Sure. It does have a nice courtyard. You're right. Yeah. So they set up all the Christmas stuff. This is so close to my old office. I would walk people there to do professional headshots. Like it is so close to where I used to work. Well, and that's why I texted you that night and said, come meet me at this Christmas movie. I know. I texted a lot of people and everybody turned me down and said, I'm going to go alone. Well, I couldn't fly to Tennessee if it had been at the Grove, I'd have been there. <laughs> I didn't text you, Paige, because you don't live here. But I texted a lot of people that I knew here, and I was like, last minute, let's try to sneak on the set of this Christmas movie. And people were like, I have children. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> if I had been there, I would have I would have snuck with you, Mikey, 100%. And they would have been like, she looks like she's from California, because they could just tell. <laughs> I honestly can't remember what I was doing that night where I couldn't, but I couldn't that night. I remember wanting to have done that, but I couldn't do it for some reason. You were washing your hair. I remember I was with my parents where for some reason I was up at my parents' place and I was like, you were live texting us what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) And I would just like, my parents would be like, what's happening now? I was like, he sees Melissa Joan Hart. (laughs) (laughs) And then my parents watched this on Lifetime when it premiered and sent you a video of them finding you in the crowd. Yes. Rita Moreno would come out. She had her trailer. She wouldn't like talk to people. And I loved that. And so she would just come out and be like, line! And then just say it and then go back to the trailer. God damn, I love Rita Moreno so much. Oscar winner, Rita Moreno. Gotta love it. When she's reading that speech at the end, she's like, fuck it, I need my glasses because I have to read these things. (laughs) Why didn't they just let her have glasses? Mrs. Claus definitely would have glasses. Or at least when she's in the costume at the end, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Melissa Joan Hart is a very kind director she did not they did not get into words over but she's like i can't remember i'll just put my glasses on i was like this lady rules yes <laughs> she i mean she is amazing rita Moreno's amazing and she is an amazing actress like even though she seems like she may have been just like having the most fun on set and wasn't like super stressed about the acting in this she's killing it she's great in this she's killing it she knows what this is yes. and she yes. dives into yeah. it yeah she's 110 percent her and Chris's relationship, squad goals. Like, oh, yeah. Goals. Anyway, our main character, Elf Girl, gets a call from Mancini. And so she shows up to the shopping center that Mancini owns. Yeah. And he's like, I fired the event planners. I fired the caterer. I don't do charity. This is a VIP event for only 100 people at $1,000 a plate. It's this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, also, I need the best Santa. They need to be magical, like Chris Kringle on Miracle on 34th Street. And at this point in my notes, I just said, I think this is supposed to be Caruso, but she agrees and goes back to her mom and is like, here's all the things he wants. And her mom is like, do you really want this job? (laughs) Like, this sounds awful. (laughs) Oh, we should mention uh, she and her mom speak almost entirely in in sign. And there's no diegetic sound when that happens. 
So you have to read it with subtitles and and keep up. There's not even a score under it in most. There's scenes. not even a score. I was like, that's a weird choice, but okay. You don't need score. This movie speaks for itself. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so we cut to the Santa Boot Camp house where Aiden has printed out a bunch of flyers and hands them to Rita Moreno, Mrs. Claus. Who just throws them into the air like a mad person. Into the wind! It's Christmas magic, guys, that it gets where they need to go. Uh, no, it's not. T Todd, there's not even contact numbers or anything on those flyers. Nope. It's madness. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. She just says, come to my house. It's Santa boot camp. Yes! <laughs> That's so crazy. That's okay. That's hilarious. Not even a QR code. Not even a QR code. <laughs> here's the funnier Here's the funnier part to me. And it is the Christmas magic part. We've established where our main elf girl is. We've established where this house is. Her house is in Pasadena. She's in the equivalent of WeHo. 20 miles. And then this flyer just like flyer, flyer, flyer through the air. And then ends up under her foot. Literally stuck to it. And then just stuffs it into her bag. Like, yeah. weird that paper could fly this far. And then just, like, <laughs> goes on her merry way. Yeah. Her overacting when she steps on the on the, uh, on the the thing is just incredible. Award-winning. Award-winning. I love it. Yes. Magical. Kringle, even. So we cut back to her office where they have a spread of generic Santas on the desk and she just goes all of these guys are too hollywood <laughs> which is a crazy thing to say yes about and they just all look like santas <laughs> you're just like they're santas it is a crazy thing to say especially when one of the quote-unquote good santas later in this movie looks almost exactly like andy garcia yeah so like that that guy looks hollywood af in this movie and i'm like right whatever but i mean they have to have a shitty Hallmarkian Christmas premise page. <laughs> so why not throw like a who's going to be the best Santa competition, you know, kind of thing. Well, not, and not only that, they also have to like they they go so out of their way to be like we're in Los Angeles. But then to also try and be like and I'm from a small town in the middle yeah. of America, like to still have it both ways and still be like tree farm plaid shirts. <laughs> they should have just done it here. It makes more sense to be set here. They should have. It makes more sense in Nashville. There's no need for this to be in Los Angeles other than to shit on Rick Caruso, which like, hey, don't hate. But <laughs> there's no need for it to be here. So she, as she unpacks the food that she's brought home, because they're going to be working all night, she finds the flyer for Santa Boot Camp. And she's like, oh, it's a four day training program. I bet they have great Santas. I'll go there. And like see if they have a santa they can recommend that's her plan yeah honestly not a terrible plan no uh, but like now i understand why they didn't have a contact number on the form because she would have just called that number right yeah i love to just when i when it comes to my business and my work i love to just not research something just show up there without any <laughs> thought about it yep and then join a cult that's what makes me a good a good manager director director now hey congrats buddy yeah take this copy of silent night and ethics uh, so. i'm like team i found a flyer there's no address it says we're going to boot camp i'm headed there tomorrow i'll see you guys in five days if i'm not back in two weeks don't worry about it don't worry about it at least he's not on the roof <laughs> at least he's not on the roof that's a real good joke everybody i work with would really laugh at that thank you anyway she shows up at the house 
Uh, and it's it's this big old house in, they say, Pasadena. And there are houses like that, so fine, that checks out, I guess. But again, this could just be Nashville and should be. It is. It's honestly just Franklin. Like, there are a lot of houses that look just like this. Franklin's a very affluent area. Oh, my God. Is she Gwen Shamblin? Not anymore. <laughs> Todd, there's one side of the hotel that has a, a the face looks like a house. So that's what they use for all of these scenes. Yeah. No, I know. They didn't use an actual house? No, it's the hotel. What? Well, the exterior shots. I, I think the interior shots might be as well. I... <laughs> anyway. It looks like a hotel inside. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a four-day shoot. Good night. I knew. I was like, this shot in a week, I can tell. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. So, on her way up to the house, she runs into a very hot chef. And the fact that she doesn't realize that she... Because she's like shit-talking chefs. To a guy, and I'm like, that's clear, clearly the fucking chefs. Yeah. She's like, you know who I hate? Everyone who prepares my food. I was like, that's clearly him. Anyway, so she goes to wait in line. She's like, yeah, I just want a recommendation. I'm not enrolling in the school. And they're like, you're here. You're in school. Join the cult. Done. Yeah, there's no actual master class that wouldn't charge you to join. Right? This is a cult. This <laughs> is a cult. But even cults sometimes would charge you to join. And you know the second level of this class gets way more expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like 100. the first class is free. Yeah, they're like, now sell your house. Yeah, exactly. Right. But if you want to get like really clear, I mean, Santa, then you've got to sell your house and give us all the money really cheer if you want to go cheer hell yeah Paige. if you want to live if you want to live at the north pole with us you have to sell your house and bring your all your money i love that as you walk in you walk through her merch table yeah of course and it's and it's just like i put the cheer in christmas or whatever and you're just like what is this weird christmas cult so they go inside, they take a seat, and at this point, because it, it, it's just a small room with folding chairs, bright lights, no bathroom breaks, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, the one that I can't talk about because they threatened to sue cult podcast that rhymes with land shark quorum. Like, this is bad. <laughs> anyway, it's at this point that we establish that this is basically Christmas Twin Flames because <laughs> she's up there and she's like, we're going to role play as Santa and Mrs. Claus, but not as like, ho, 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 Christmas, like, when was our first date, Santa? This is when I texted you, Mikey, to be like, they made Santa sexy and I'm not okay. Oh, yeah. Their role playing is like, remember when we helped the children? It's like, no, it's like, remember when you bent over to take the cookies out of the oven? And you're like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and I was like, ho, ho, hold on a minute. <laughs> Santa always eats the cookies. It does, it's a, everyone takes a very sexual tone in this scene. Yeah. No notes. They're like, take down the stockings. Yeah. Your chimney's clogged. What the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean, Mikey? <laughs> Means he's got to clean it out with Christmas magic. And I'm your chimney sweep, governor. No, don't Sorry. ruin it. Sorry. Sorry. Don't ruin this goal. Don't ruin it. You ruined it. <laughs> I was just trying to bring like a young Dick Van Dyke energy to this Santa fuck orgy or whatever we're role playing in right now. <laughs> People complain that last Christmas was too serious. Well, we've definitely veered away from serious the last couple of weeks. We've turned a corner for sure. Yeah. We went from a sad, sentimental movie about a heart thief to a movie about a Santa cult. Yeah, Santa Cole. I'm just picturing now pasties with jingle bells on them. I bet. I bet. I actually, I read a romance novel last year that included a Christmas-themed strip club, and I bet that happened. 
where is all the good Christmas themed strip clubs? I mean, <laughs> the North Pole is the oh perfect my God, the name North for it. I think that might have been what it was called in the book. I don't remember. Was, this is last Christmas. It's, I mean, if you're a decent author, yeah, of course. It was, yeah, it was a decent book. Anyway, we meet the other elves or the other people in this cult. And one of them is like the HR department for a department store. So she's like, I want to know what all my Christmas people go through. One guy just wants to be a good Santa for his grandson, Carlo. And that doesn't come back until the very, very end where he's like, <laughs> Carlo! And that's it. Like, that's the only... We never see that kid's face. Grandpa, where have you been this Christmas? <laughs> you disappeared for four days and you don't have your medication. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the guy who looks like Andy Garcia to me. He, yeah, no, he fully does. <laughs> so I was like, this guy can do no wrong. I love him. Honestly, that guy dressed up as a Santa... That's Daddy Santa right there. That's like, all right. <laughs> Daddy Santa. Slip a sable under the tree for me. Anyway, she's the last one to introduce herself and is just like, I just want a referral. And they're like, shut up and play sexy Santa Christmas games. <laughs> and you're like, okay. All right. <laughs> they accuse her of having no joy. And so instead, they make the chef, who, of course, is the hot guy from earlier, join the game and he has to role play with her as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Right. And it's like a thing. It's a lot. I mean, it sounded like a man describing a date that would kill both of them thinking it's romantic. It sounded like if Dipsy wrote a Santa story. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. It was Santa. Santa. I'll just whisper in your ear. You're on my nice list. (laughs) (laughs) In my notes, I just have in all caps, I am screaming, picnic at the North Pole. I'm so uncomfortable. Ice cream? Why is Santa sexy? I hate this. (laughs) Paige, you did not hate this. I hated this scene where he was pretending to be Santa. I was just like, just let him cook her a grilled cheese and let me watch that. And like, preferably with no shirts. Wow, you're so close-minded and vanilla. (laughs) Oh, I'm the vanilla one. Okay. All right. Anyway. They they make the chef join the cult. Yeah, of course. And he was like, whoa, I was just working here. And they're like, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your paycheck, you're definitely going to participate in the classes. Look, the prophet says you have to join. <laughs> yeah, listen, I was trying to get you out of it. But like, you know, the Chris. The Kringle. The Chris Kringle is demanding it. Father Christmas, who just got out of prison and has a real sort of like. Bad energy, yeah. He's got a bag of meth for you, and we're gonna grit our teeth. Yes. Mrs. Claus is like, you have a lot of potential. I could see you in the Sea Org, or as we call it, the Christmas Org. Hell yes, Mikey. (laughs) You signed a million-year contract (laughs) to help Santa. (laughs) The Santa Claus. It is. That's what that movie should have been about. (laughs) If this movie had any balls. No, the Santa Claus is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. It makes me fucking sob. I do love this. They're still making new episodes of that stuff. They brought it back. Episodes? I refuse to watch that. It's only the original. (laughs) I, I don't care about the sequels. It's just the original about a single dad learning not to be a dick. And I don't need anything else. It just makes me cry buckets every time I watch it. I know in 90s, single dads were like way worse than single dads now. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so they end up outside doing laps like the Sea Org, the Christmas Org. (laughs) And she's answering phones from Mr. Mancini, who's like, where the fuck are you? Because if you had an event two weeks away and then you just took four days off and didn't plan anything, people would lose their fucking minds. Essentially, what she should have done is like, I don't know who you call to book a Santa, but like you call whoever that is and be like, 
hey, send me your best guy. Cool. Hang up the phone. That takes like an hour, hour, 30 minute tops to knock out that task. Not four days at a boot camp. I couldn't figure out how she was managing to like, like how she just didn't leave. It's a cult. Like maybe they locked the doors and were like, hey, this is about you being your best you. But like she couldn't go like they were not. She was stuck there. Yeah. She is a victim. You're right. I forgot. I apologize. You apologize. Anyway, so Mar- Marissa Jarrett Winoker catches her with a phone and is just like, hang up your phone, but meet Belle at the stables. And they go see the reindeer. And miraculously, Elf Girl knows a lot more about the reindeer because she's like, oh, I've had to hire a reindeer for events and it's a fucking bitch. And you're like, yeah, live animals. Rough. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I talked about my church's live animal thing. Every time we do Christmas. Is it because um, uh, poop was on the stage and someone yep. stepped in it, Paige? I love that story. I love it. Exactly. They did. They did. I need to tell you guys about two things currently in this podcast recording. Okay. That could stay in the episode. One, I have a heart out now. Oh, okay. At one. We can make that. Yeah, we're fine. I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's like four hours away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. We're like halfway through this episode already. If we're still recording at one, I'm livid. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to part seven of Santa Boot Camp. <laughs> Two, I'm going to go to a church's live action Bethlehem yes! with camels and stuff. Hell yeah, Mikey. Todd, you and Natalie are welcome to come. I've talked my mom into it because... I can't talk anyone to do stupid Christmas shit with me anymore. And if you want to be my girlfriend, I need you to be really Christmas open-minded in, in all the ways. <laughs> I need you to want to go to a thing to see if a camel kicks over set pieces. Because you know what? 50-50 <laughs> chance. They brought real dirt and you walk along the, like, they've, apparently it's, like, really famous. Oh, it's it's one of the walk ones? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Those are kind of cool, actually. I like those. And there's food trucks. Fuck! I'm, I'm headed out. I'm going to go. We're going, man. I'm going. That sounds amazing. Sadly, I we have plans with some friends tonight already. I appreciate the invite, but I want pictures. That's why we're going at 1.30, Todd. It's not tonight. Well, no, I mean, it's like, but we have plans with them and then we're doing dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. That sounds like a vague excuse. <laughs> I, I, you get an F on that. When I was home with my parents this past weekend, we went to Widmer World, which is a, a house near my hometown that every year does an entire walk through Christmas exhibit in their backyard. And you'd you'd think you're like backyard, how big could this be? Um multiple like tractor trailer, like truck trailers worth of like Christmas dioramas and like the city of Bethlehem and like a million snowmen and like light sculptures. Fucking wild. Yeah. So I'm down for all that weird shit. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'd love to go. It's a shame I have quote Plans with friends. friends. (laughs) Isn't it, Mikey? Wow. Hurts my heart in a way that cannot be described in a a verbal medium. I get why you like to be on this side of it, where you're just like, no, I can't. I can't commit to it. Uh, I don't really like being Todd's friend. Like, I get, like, why you enjoy being that side of it. I was like, at 1.30 p.m., I would like to do something. I have dinner plans. Yeah, I've got dinner plans, bro. These are, it's it's real Jeff energy. I'm just going to put it out there. I have 7 p.m. plans. Well, Natalie's at yoga. Like, I don't know. Like, we probably can't. We don't have time. We don't have time to do something six hours before dinner. We have dinner plans. <laughs> you eat dinner at nine. I'll eat dinner at nine. What time's your reservation? Oh, man. I, uh, <laughs> honestly, 
I don't know. Uh, it, Natalie and it, it, it's our friends Lee and Whitney. Strap him into the lie detector, Mikey. Oh my God. <laughs> no, this is so I'm bad. I'm literally for looking you. it up right now. I'm looking up the text thread with my friend Lee, uh, Whitney and Natalie. Oh, it's Lee and Whitney, the people you went to Japan with? He doesn't. I don't even know if he really went to. I don't know what's a lie anymore or what's not. <laughs> Boom. Yes. These, sorry. I was, I, I was paying attention. Uh, but I'm I was, sorry. I have to think of I something. I was skimming through these text messages. Clearly, there's not much movie to talk about, guys, because we are digging deep for content. But, but pause, uh, Todd's <laughs> talking. I have one Christmas wish. That's for Todd to come with me to see live oh, camels in Bethlehem. God. No. Todd's always like, let's hang out, buddy. And then I live invite him to something. So you all. <laughs> see what I get when I invite him to do something. I'm going to probably find some Christmas lights here to drive oh, around God. and maybe go to Ikea if I'm feeling brave. Ooh, I love that. I have plans, quote <laughs> unquote. With friends. Well, no, my mom's going to come with me because I'm a fucking loser. My friends no. are always like, I have dinner. I love it. That's how I saw the movie Scorpion King. <laughs> my mom and I saw it together. I hope the Scorpion King's in this version of Bethlehem. <laughs> I don't I can't imagine that that would be the case, but I want it to be so bad. He's one of the wise men. I just want someone to badly keyframe in a Santa hat on the terrible The Rock Scorpion in that movie. Okay, but I want him to show up as the fourth wise man and be like, frankincense, myrrh, scarabs. <laughs> the dinner reservations for five. Uh, okay. I looked it up. Yep. That would only be three or four hours before <laughs> reservation. Yeah. Also five. What are you guys, 80 years old? Yeah. What the fuck? Five o'clock? I got a lot going on at my house right now, guys. <laughs> like, Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. As penance, I need you to make your own walk through Christmas display with your animals. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time for all that. That would take too much time. You could do it during the four hours between 1.30 and your <laughs> reservation. <laughs> I am definitely high on cold oh, medicine, but this is making it even better. <laughs> this is great. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow out my beard. This is a week and a half. <laughs> Me too, honestly. Yeah, yours looks a lot better. I'm not going to lie to you. I've got peach fuzz and gray hair. I don't know what that combination is. It's called the Deep South. It's an inbred thing, Mikey. That's what I was saying. Oh, I don't. Mm -mm. Well, Todd looks like maybe he's been shaving his feet and glow growing. gluing them on his face. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I get. I'm with you. He's already denied me. I'm with you. <laughs> your beard looks like you shaved your hair off your foot and just glued them on your face with Elmer's glue. You piece of shit. Thanks for coming to my Christmas. Thanks for recapping uh, Paige's joke. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we got to get through this before I forget what's happening. So yes. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh, my God, guys. This actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal. All remains of the pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals. Never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up, just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I, and it was like $48. 
what it could have been way less with Factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re- ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. She shows up and is just like, um, actually, reindeer shed their antlers and lady reindeers are better at asking for directions. So it's all lady reindeers. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, she knows about reindeer magical. So then we cut to the next either like later that afternoon or the next day where Chris, who we've met, that's like Belle, Mrs. Claus's husband. He's giving like a TED talk on being the best Santa. And honestly, He's fucking amazing as Santa. Yeah. It's he is the the magical Santa, but my favorite part is Marissa Jarrett Winoker's wish list every time they ask her, because it changes every time. And I really hope it was improv because one of them is a real thing, which is a toaster that also makes hot dogs. That's a real thing? That's a real thing. And it was like a a best of list of Christmas like three years ago. Okay. That was the one I thought was completely made up. I will find a photo. Hot dog toaster. Hot. Yes. Two hot dogs with buns. Oh, I thought he said it was a toaster that put a hot dog inside a Pop-Tart. Oh, yeah. No, that is what he says. And I am sad that that doesn't exist as someone who likes both hot dogs and Pop-Tarts. But there was one that like it's like a toaster that you just like put two hot dogs in it standing up and it like. Yay. Hot dogs. Yeah. Anyway, there was that. Uh, And then she asks to be prettier than Ashley. (laughs) Because Ashley is blonde. Um, but I did love Santa's response where he's like, hey, you work on your list. I'll work on your list. You work on loving who you are. I was like, that's fucking right, Santa. That's right, Santa. Hell yeah. Well, Chris is, he's got he's got the Santa game, you know? He's got that game down. Yes. But then they call everyone else up and they're supposed to be Santa and they put Emily up there and her wig is unhinged. It looks like she is Will Ferrell's wig from Zoolander. It's wild. It's great. It's crazy but this is where she's like i want cheesy french fries any kind of sea monster and a kitten and i was like let's hang (laughs) like pop off sis anyway this is also where chris is trying to like teach her how to do it and so he's like role-playing with rita moreno and so it's like santa and mrs claus and she starts out with like santa you are so handsome and i was like i don't like this at all and then like I know that you wanted a treadmill, but I bought you a motorcycle. But if you could get me a Siamese kitten with blue eyes, I was like, what is happening? Is she a child? Is she his wife? What is this? It was definitely a weird role play that I wasn't not into. Well, it, it's funny because it does go from like role playing as a child talking to Santa 
to a very adult wife of Santa role-playing like what she wants for Christmas. So it is sort of jarring. You're like, this is not what a kid asks for for Christmas, at least not like this. Yeah. But listen, loved it. It was hilarious. It was wild. Um, but then they they bring Emily back up and they're like, what did you wish for when you were 10? And she's like, I always wish for a white Christmas because I grew up in Southern California where that don't happen. I, I, she reveals that she always wanted a white Christmas as a kid. Like she's revealing childhood trauma in one on one intensive therapy and then runs out of the room. I was like, is that something you cry about? Like, I, I, I mean, they treat it as if she had been like. My dad climbed down the chimney as Santa and then like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the Gremlins revelation. It very much is. But like I get your dad dying like it does in Gremlins. Like that would be a big formative memory. Just like 100% not having had a white Christmas. Like I get that you might want to have. It's not something you run out of the room crying about is all I'm saying. Well, because she does get into she's like part of Christmas is missing and I don't know how to find it. So I right. think it's like the, it's a symptom of a larger problem. Right. I was going to say if, if you're that old and you haven't had a white Christmas and you live in L.A., it's time to maybe like schedule a trip. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know, there's snow 45 minutes away from us. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like we have mountains. <laughs> Rent a cabin for Christmas. Yeah. It's a nice, fun thing. Just go up to Bear. It's fine. Or Lake Arrowhead or whatever. One of those places. Like, we got snow last year. Not on Christmas. It was after Christmas. But we got full ass snow last year. We got snow on Christmas Day here in 2020. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of hoping that it'll snow again this year. It was pretty fun. I'm excited. I hope it snows again, too. I hope the world freezes. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Like the beginning of Tropic Thunder? In a world that froze over completely. No, like the, like the movie The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I want Dennis Quaid to yell at me about this freezing that's going really slow and following me. That movie's wild. I don't know if anyone's going to get that reference. The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah. I just made a joke about it. Clearly, I, I remembered. Do you remember like the like there was a line of freezing that slowly went across New York and they ran from it? If you're yes. asking me if I remember the scene in that movie where Americans stormed the Mexican border because America is freezing and people started laughing in the theaters... Yes, I do remember that. I saw that movie in theaters. <laughs> it's trash, and I love it. Just to oh. think today they'd all be piled up on the wall, just die. Oh, God. Well, that just reminds me of when The Happening came out, and, and Marky Mark at one point is like, it's, it's the wind. I think it's the wind. And the whole theater was just like, ah! like fucking Marky Mark. If I was on that wind, I would have never let the wind. <laughs> I would have karate chopped that wind. We've got to do the happening. How have we missed it? Is it, it a rom-com? How have we missed it? And that other one with Nicolas Cage. No, 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 no. It's for Horror Virgin. No, it's a horror movie. I know, but this is romancing the pod. I know. And I do like that after her snow thing, Aiden, hot Aiden runs out and he's like, I live in Memphis and it never snows there. I was like, see, this could have also been in Nashville. <laughs> Also, it does occasionally snow in Memphis, just like it occasionally snows in Nashville. Like, yeah. pause it right there, because I have watched two Christmas movies, Christmas in Graceland 1, Christmas in Graceland 2. Oh, my God. Do they film it at Graceland in that crazy, crazy house? No. Oh, fuck. Well, never mind. Then. Well, no, they film it. They film it in Memphis, air quotes. And they have so much snow in that movie that if you watched it with if you're from anywhere in the southeast, you would realize it would actually be a natural disaster for like <laughs> one of our towns to get three feet of snow. Oh, like yeah. what happens in myth? Yeah. Like so many people would be dead because power would go out. We have no trucks, no salt, 
But yes, that whole film is like, wow, I can't believe we got nine more inches of snow. I'd be like, that would be wild. And they fall in love. And they're like driving around in it. I'm like, everyone, it would be chaos. Let me put it in perspective, Paige. Last time we got any amount of snow, it was probably what, like three inches max, Mikey? Yeah. I had to walk to Kroger. I remember this. Three times because we couldn't get anyone out to like Because no one had plowed the street. Like scrape the street. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was days before we could drive again. Like that's how not prepared for it we are. <laughs> that was the same as us. So last year when it happened, it snowed on the 210, which is a, a oh, major freeway. God. And we don't have plows. Yeah. And, and I was on the 210 watching it snow and like people just stopped their cars in the middle of the freeway to get out and take pictures. The uh, the full ass freeway. They were just like, "What?" And I was like slowly driving around them on the phone with my dad as it was happening and I was just like, "It's fully snowing and people are just walking on the freeway." <laughs> and my dad was like, "What the fuck? Get home." It was crazy. <laughs> what well, first off, that has to have been a very cool experience, but get your ass cool. off the freeway or you're going to live there if it keeps snowing more because like you guys don't know how to handle it or couldn't handle it really, right? No, I'll just stay inside this time, but exactly. I was a big fan of us having snow. I know we're going to have to prepare for it for the nuclear winter or whatever, but right. you know. Uh, uh, I love when it snows here. I go to the gas station. I mean, I go to the, the the grocery store, buy a bunch of food, like sit in my house and and like do nothing for three days except play in the snow with my dog. But now I have a four by four. I have like a four wheel drive car. I could get out and do stuff. You could. But why would you want to? Why wouldn't you just want to stay inside, drink hot cocoa, and look outside and be like, seems cold out there? I always make chili cheese dogs when it snows as well. It's my tradition. Hell yeah! That sounds delicious. All right, are we done with this movie or what? <laughs> no, we, we still have a movie to go. We anyway. have a lot of movie left, actually. Anyway, so then they go to the Hall of Christmas, which is basically a library of Christmas books. I do want access to all their holiday cookbooks because that looked legit as fuck. From what I understand, the Hall of Christmas is a myth. Like, it never happened. Sorry. You mean kind of like the Akashic <laughs> they, Records? I thought it was burned in like the, like, that's what started the Dark Ages, right? When they burned the, uh, the, the, the Hall, Hall of, of Christmas. Christmas. The Library of Alexandria. This is where the writings ended up. Yeah, that's got to be. They smuggled them out of the Library of Alexandria and moved them to the Hall of Christmas in Pasadena, Nashville. It gotta, it's got to be that. Or we're really just waiting for our space brothers to bring their ships down so we can create the Library of Christmas in Hemuel, San Diego. Oh, man. The space brothers, they invented space flight have you never seen a cloud page those are spaceships i like the ones that look like boobs <laughs> the spaceships that look like boobs or the clouds that look like boobs um they're one and the Both. same yeah you got it yeah yeah page watch the love as one doc on hbo like it's nuts i love extrial chestrial extra chestrial extra chestrials Okay. <laughs> Mikey likes him enhanced, is what he's saying, apparently. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so dumb today. We got to keep moving because I'm like however many Sudafeds deep, and I'm not going to last. I refuse to let our Santa boot camp recording be longer than our psycho recording, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're going to be cutting it close. <laughs> anyway, we reveal that Belle followed Aiden around the farmer's market until he agreed, till she found out he quit his job and he agreed to like work for her. Yeah. Uh, because he worked at like a molecular gastronomy restaurant that was like super famous. The Knife's Edge. Knife's Edge. And at this point, I was like, oh, he's going to end up catering this shit. But they still don't do that for like another hour anyway. But it is. So that's what happens. It is. 
but what he he does have a conversation with her that is actually one of the best pieces of writing in this movie where he talks about like sometimes working in the service industry during the holiday feels like you're always celebrating other people's Christmas. And I was like, I, as a retail worker, no one has ever concisely explained that feeling so well is the idea that you're celebrating other people's Christmases and never yours, almost like you're not a person. But that is what, so, like, working retail is like. That's why I got out. Yeah, it's brutal. Like, I think retail is the hardest job I've ever worked. Oh, yeah, hard, uh, 100%. Yeah. Hashtag not my Christmas. It's not. Exactly, because you're working all Christmas. Yeah, you're working all Christmas, and then people yell at you and say that you're ruining their Christmas, and then you don't get to have a full lunch break, and you sit on a cardboard box and eat a cold sandwich. It's so sad. And try not to cry. I cried many times. <laughs> While the person... Whose existence is robbing you of any sort of Christmas is yelling you about how you're ruining you theirs. You are ruining their Christmas, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is a hellish existence and we are not nice enough, nor do we pay them well enough. A hundred, both. Anyway, they have to be there bright and early the next day for hair and makeup. And I do love, they, they get there the next day. She's like, you need a holiday makeover. The next morning, she's like, it's transformation. You don't even look like yourself. And I'm like, they just put red lipstick on her. That's all they did. Every time someone walks out of the screen looking a certain way and coming back looking maybe 2% better than they did when they left the screen. And then we get a one shot of someone else whispering transformation. Transformation. I lost my mind. I was like, if someone <laughs> did a drinking game just on that, they wouldn't be able to drive at the end of this movie. Jolly bots roll out. <laughs> um, I do love that she has her fix his makeup, which does net a very intimate like looking into each other's eyes scene but yes. all she does is make his eyebrows white and he's like it's my grandpa it's me and i was like no dude it's just you with eyebrow gel <laughs> i laughed so hard Paige, when he like <laughs> was having a moment where he thought maybe he was his granddad for a moment i don't know it is just wild and i'll say this i feel like most of the actors in this movie are fine they're great like whatever they're doing good. it really is the script they are given to work yes. with is hot fucking trash and they honestly i think do a great job of committing to the trashness of it they do and that's why i think their performances don't bother me at all because i was like i don't know how i would deliver that line in a way that's believable <laughs> right <laughs> i enjoyed this more than i enjoyed princess switch to switched again oh, same. so like yeah you know they're doing great but they they invite a bunch of kids to the santa cult house and like they're all like she's an elf he's santa whatever and they're like talking to the kids and this one kid doesn't have a tree. So he just like gives away one of their trees and everyone's fine with that. And as someone who's put up multiple Christmas trees this year because I was over ambitious. No, you can't have my tree. <laughs> uh, Paige, we have four trees set up right now at our house. Yeah. And if someone wanted to take one, you'd be like. Go fuck yourself, right? I'd be like, um, you know, Costco has some great trees at home. Also has a great selection. Y'all have a good night now. That's what I would say. My trees are flocked. I ain't giving none of that shit up. Flock yourself. I would say I've got dinner plans in a couple hours. I'm not going to be able to help you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is we're trying to spend as much time with peaches as possible between yeah, now and the inevitable end. I wondered when we were going to get to there. It was either it was either brother, cat. I mean, something was going to happen. I mean, you, you're pulling out all the stops today. Hey, Mikey, you got to be nice because peaches is an atheist. So... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my peaches. Anyway, so Belle comes up to him after and is just like, 
because he's like, can we send this tree? And she's like, whatever you say, Santa. And then she's like, he's got a big heart. And it's like the joy you get. It's all about the joy. And he's very good at that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I think Mrs. Claus wants his dick. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, when she said he had a very big heart, we all understood that this is a lifetime movie and she can't really say what she said in that scene. It's sort of like instead of censoring the words, they change it. But like right, right after she says he has a very big heart, she's like, and he can really give a lot of joy. If and you catch my drift. Yeah. yeah. I, un- I understand the coded language Mrs. Claus is using here. He's got a long, thick stocking. <laughs> yeah. I just got new stockings. For the bedroom, not for the mantle. The mantle stockings have been up for weeks. <laughs> anyway, so her and Chris are talking about how toys are getting more complicated which they only ever see him working on nutcrackers and they're like classic toys like nutcrackers i was like no child wants a nutcracker if you bought a child in god's america 2023 a nutcracker it would be kindling in your gas fireplace like uh-huh. they they would riot i i just can't imagine the kid would want a, a nutcracker but this is nutcracker who's going to crack that nut <laughs> but paige this is the final test to see if they are North Pole worthy right. to work in the cult's like sweatshop. It's you can't really call it a sweatshop because it's in the North Pole, but and it's very cold. But yeah, well, and and so they haven't gotten to that point yet. But he's working on a Nutcracker here, and he's like, that's right. You know, not everybody's feeling like Christmas. People in Los Angeles have forgot the meaning of Christmas, <laughs> and I was like, we never had it, bro. Heathers, godless heathers who don't believe in Christmas. We never had it. We shot for Christmas trees and shorts. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They dance for no reason, but it's very sweet because their chemistry is off the charts. I was like, I can see why they've been together for like 10,000 years and I can't wait till he starts killing people with a hammer. If you told me they had a December, December romance on the set of this movie, I would totally buy it. You know what I'm saying? They have a lot of chemistry. (laughs) This is like, so fun fact, all their hotel rooms were in that house hotel courtyard area. And those hotel rooms are real nice. Ooh. Are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you that's were in where there. Todd had his one night stand. I spent one night there, yeah. Yeah, because the shack was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're saying is it's possible, Mikey. What's possible? That Chris and Rita Moreno were slapping boots during this movie. I think everybody, I mean, weirder things have happened. There is, they do have a lot of chemistry. And I was like, you don't typically see a lot of like old married couple chemistry that's like, Sex, like sexy, like old sexy, you know, like they're still clearly having sex sexy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, and I'm happy for them. I it's a Patricia Clarkson, H- Stanley Tucci vibe. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Stanley Tucci should play Santa. I don't care where or when, just sometime. The worst part about thinking about Santa and Mrs. Claus having sex is when they make Rudolph stand in the corner for mood lighting. That's because he couldn't play the reindeer games. (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible movie. Uh, Okay, who do you think would be the sexiest Santa today's like like list of male actors? Who do you think? Kurt Russell. Okay, yeah. When they did it, he I was here for it every step of the way. Yeah, Christmas Chronicles, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Christopher Maroney when I asked that question. Oh, Chris Maloney? Chris Maloney. Yeah, I was thinking Chris Maloney when I asked the question. He Only if he's a Santa that's an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
I feel like he would be a good one too. And then of course, Ice T. I oh, Ice T. I liked David Harbor too. I was a big fan of David Harbor as Santa. I can't wait for Violent Night too. Can't wait. I can't wait. I might need to watch Violent Night one again nice. again this Christmas season. Anyway. So we cut to she's in the library researching stuff for the Mancini event. He's looking for an obscure eggnog recipe. And all I kept thinking was like, my brother mixes eggnog with lighter fluid. And I was like, man, better off dead. Also a great Christmas movie. So (laughs) she finds this thing that's like, apparently in 1949, there was three days of snowfall in Los Angeles. So it's happened before. And it has happened before. It's like a thing. It happened last year, right? It happened last year. Yeah. Yeah. And she tells him uh, about the grilled cheese truck that she goes to on her way home. And I'm here to tell you that if it's the grilled cheese truck that I used to frequent in that part of town, nice. It's real good. There used to be a grilled cheese truck that became a brick and mortar store. And I wonder if they like we're referencing that maybe because it's like real good Oh, here in Nashville. Yeah. 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 The grilled cheesery. We still have like a grilled cheese truck and it's just called the grilled cheese truck and you can track it on an app online and it's fucking delicious. It's really good. Are the, is this more of the like Campbell soup propaganda propaganda you're no. trying to speak? Okay. Uh, uh, and there's, I mean, there's, that's the one I'm familiar with, but there's multiple grilled cheese trucks. That's a really common one. And uh, almost anytime you go to some sort of like, food truckery there's usually a grilled cheese truck hot chicken ramen and tacos yeah i do love that this is where he's like okay i'm gonna make you some food and he's like because i went to le cordon bleu which i know we talked about this i think in the uh simply irresistible episode (laughs) yeah that checks out maybe the one of the ones that had food because le cordon bleu was a for-profit culinary school now there is an og le cordon bleu that was not that kind of got folded into the brand later. And that was in Pasadena. But like at this point in time, Le Cordon Bleu has been closed for many years. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. So I thought it was funny that he says it multiple times. That yeah. That's, he's like, well, that's where I went. Isn't like the real, real one in Paris. There's a real one in Paris. That one's still around. And the one in Pasadena, uh, Julia Childs helped open because she famously lived in and around Pasadena for parts of her life. And so she's like a local legend there anyway. But the modern version is a for profit trade school and that closed multiple years ago because they couldn't like they were overstating their employment rates yeah like most for-profit universities do yeah 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 yeah. anyway he makes her what sounds great goat cheese omelet with crispy bacon and and hash browns i was like yes breakfast for dinner my favorite all the time but this is also where he's like i'm super into comfort food i was like me too those are my favorite kinds of restaurants but mrs claus is spying And we cut to the next day where she has them doing like Christmas yoga. Yeah. I mean, she's having to do like calisthenics page. Yeah. Because this is first a fitness camp. (laughs) It's a boot camp. Yeah. Fitness cookie into my mouth. (laughs) Oh, boy. That actually would have been like a funny scene had this movie been well written. Like that was the fitness portion of the camp. Like, hey, if you guys want to do a sequel, I volunteer my punch up skills for free. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know that you should volunteer for free because, Paige, to punch up a script like this would be very hard work. Well, it depends on how you want me to do it. Do you want it to be good or do you want it to be funny? Two different things. No, let's do Mystery Science Theater 3000 and just send them the transcript and we'll just call it call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but this is where she's explaining to Aiden 
that it's a hundred people, a thousand dollars per plate. And he's like, I could cater for thousands of people for that price. Like we could do a huge event. Like, why are we just doing this for, for this few people? And then she asks Belle about it. And Belle is like, no, there's no heart in this. And it's keeping people out. And it's like, it's not the real meaning of Christmas. But then they end up painting nutcrackers, which again, I was like, no kids want nutcrackers. Right. But this is where they're like testing their skills for can they be at the sweatshop in the North Pole? Exactly. Can they be free labor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then she assigns them outfits based on their skill level. And she like doesn't want to give up her outfit to Belle. Or no, Belle doesn't want to give up her outfit to Emily. Right. Like, she thinks she's not ready to be Mrs. Claus. I thought it was funny that she was like, let me see if I can find the Grinch costume. I know we have one around here. Yeah, and Emily yeah, yeah. is like, no, I want to be Miss Santa Claus or whatever. Like, no, I want to be a Christmas stripper on a 39 and a half foot pole. Heck yeah. Anyway, she's like, don't bring it back with any dirt on it. Okay, so they get on a bus. They go to the mall where she's going to have the event because she's like pointing it out. They go to a toy store and they just kind of like fan out and talk to the kids about what they want for Christmas. And she meets a little girl that she signs with about what her Christmas wish is. And her Christmas wish is to go to the event and meet Santa. And she's like, oh, it's just for like, you know, it's a private party for grownups. Yeah, you're like not allowed to be there because... The guy that Paige is talking about from Rick L.A. Caruso. Yeah, is a dick. <laughs> and he's like yep. a douche. And he's an idiot. When he was like, what do I always say? Go big or go home? I was like. Ho, ho, home. Does he, he doesn't say ho, ho, home, though. Let me play Krampus advocate for a minute. Okay. If I'm having a private event. And I'm paying for that. Yeah. I don't want to bring in the public. Yeah, that's your choice. Yeah. It's also like not even for his employees. It's for like potential investors of this project. Yeah. And instead they're like, let's just make it a big Christmas party for the company, which yeah, is yeah, a yeah. way different style event. Sure. And if you look at the end of the movie, like the very last shot, there is one guy specifically who clearly is an investor walking around who looks pissed. In fact, Mikey, I'm pretty sure... He looked just like you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this bullshit? He looked like a very upset investor. Like, who are these peons? And you could tell he was from California because he had his <laughs> sleeves rolled up. <laughs> exactly. When I just looked pissed off, I looked confused. Because when a car takes off flying above you with Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus. Wait, they really did that stunt? It's a toy car. I know. I know. Mikey. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the crane holding up the real car was like really huge. <laughs> no, there was no crane. Of course it was just, not. <laughs> they didn't even tell us to look up. You just see people wandering around. Alternate Krampus theory. Okay. The little girl knows about the event. Yes. Right? If it's truly a private event, why would she? Because they're setting it up in the middle of the mall to directly exclude people. So other people can't get in. It's just like tables in the middle of the Christmas thing that everyone else gets to enjoy where they just get to look in from the outside. It's deliberately meant to feel make them feel like outsiders. Yeah. Which is a real thing they do. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it'd be weird to hold an event in a space where like retail shopping should be going on. Right. Like if yep. I was that person who like owned the store, I'd be like, hey, uh, my customers can't get to the store. What the fuck are we doing right now? So at the Grove, there's like a Bellagio fountain kind of thing. And then there's like a lawn. Right. That they set stages up on. And so for like the tree lighting, they have like, I don't know, Mary J. Blige or somebody come up and be like, the light the tree. And so that's where the VIP event happens. And they like 
rope it off for tables, but it's literally like in front of Nordstrom. So like if you're just like walking, like you can walk past it and then there's just like security guards like keep it pushing, like don't stop. Don't look at people. <laughs> it's like wild. But yeah. Anyway, it, you're right, though. It is a very different event that she pitches to him. Yeah. I do think she pitches a better event. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so she's kind of bummed that she has to tell this little girl that she can't come. Uh, but then they go back to the Santa house and Aiden's on the phone. And this is where we find out that he got like an offer from a restaurant. And it's kind of it's like something that he might really want to do. But it's complicated because he also has dreams of starting his own restaurant. And maybe this is not quite what he wanted to do. So they get out of wardrobe and come back out to the truck where he's wearing the like trademark red buffalo check with a truck that almost no one would drive in Los Angeles. But it is a truck you would see in Nashville. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. This movie would make sense in Nashville. But they decide to go to some Christmas tree auction thing in the train yards downtown. (laughs) I have never heard of this. This might be made up for the movie. It might be real and I just don't know about it. But it seems fun. I don't think it would be real. I mean, I don't know why people would need to like bid on Christmas trees. This just seems like a more expensive way to get a Christmas tree than like, you know, just going to buy one from a lot. It's for charity. Yeah, I've heard of Christmas tree auctions for charity. Okay, is that what this is? It seemed like that was just like the gimmick of the shop. Yeah, it's they never established that it's for charity. It seems like it is just the gimmick for the shop. So I, I don't know. But they go, they pick a tree, they they put it in the truck. They he drives her back to her car, and he just like leans over that seat and is just like, "So hey, you know, do you want to come back and like help me decorate this?" And I was like, "Yes." Please. Well, I mean, he admits in the next scene that he doesn't really have many decorations at all. So, like, clearly this was a, hey, do you want to come back and, like, continue the party in our pants? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He did use copper cookie cutters, though, and those are great Christmas tree decorations. I I stand that 100. They are super cute. I wish we had gotten a shot of it. I do, too, because I have one of my trees is all kitchen stuff and cookie cutters. Oh, that's cool. Because I have from Sir Latab, like, years of cooking ornaments i'm sure and a lot of them are little like copper skillets and stuff it's very fun that's cool anyway she's like no i have to i have a call with the mancini dude or whatever so i gotta go back to the office so she goes back to the office and she she tells her mom she's like i've got a call with that guy in five but like i kind of have an idea what if we change the you know whole vibe of the party two weeks before it happens (laughs) when you can't cancel contracts for vendors and shit uh, and change it. I did love the audacity of like, hey, will you plan this $1,000 a plate, 100 person dinner for me? Yes, I will. Thank you. Here's a big check to plan all that. And then her being like, hey, guy who wanted that very specific thing. How would you feel if we do the opposite of that? And he's just <laughs> like, you know what? Let's do it. I feel like yep. that. there's no way that call goes that way. No, no, absolutely not. Christmas magic. Christmas magic. Well, he knows Ms. Claus. He so does. This is all a setup. Yes, I agree. Yeah, this is a setup. Uh, so they go to Mrs. Claus's house the next day, and she's like, we just happen to have a grill that you should use for catering. Bye. I'm <laughs> off on my little my little golf cart because I'm the little old lady from Pasadena driving away. I love that they like position her as a bad driver, and the only time we see like anything happen to it, she's clearly not in the vehicle when she like, Yes. Runs into those trash cans. 
Yep. Because then it cuts back to the wide shot of all three of them in the golf cart. It clearly isn't moving and hasn't moved in a while. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very funny. I also do love that they find a grill that, like, Belle or Mrs. Claus bought that morning and then had people throw hay on. Yeah. <laughs> and just put some straw on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why? No horses. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it just needs some tender love and care, Paige. Yeah. All you have to do is, like, get a, a like leaf blower and blow the hay away. You'll be fine. Why is the warranty sticker still on this? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the price tag, guys. But they also enlist all their other fellow cult members to help them work the event for free. Right. Well, this is the final test for them as well to see if they will work for free for the cult. Right? Yeah. It all checks out. So we cut to that night. She's in the library trying to find a dessert. And she's like, he wants a croquembouche, but that's no way to feed a crowd. And I was like, croquembouches literally only exist to feed crowds. Like exclusively. Yeah, no, I believe you. I just don't know what that is. So a croquembouche is a bunch of cream puffs arranged into a tree and then you do like sh spun sugar around it. Um, but it's literally just a pile of cream puffs. So people are meant to like take one at a time. Like uh, you only make them for crowds. That's like the only time. You like would... a finger food. Yeah, it's the only time you would make one. Yeah. It's wild. Okay. Or they people use them a lot for centerpieces because they yeah. look very cool. Yeah. Anyway, he's going to teach her to make stolen, which I was like, I, hey, bring stolen back. It was all over the Christmas markets when I was in Germany because it's their, it's their local Christmas baked good. That and this like cinnamon bunt cake bread thing that was amazing as well that I'm going to try and make. Uh, but stolen is more like a, like a cinnamon roll that's, but in like a bread it's real good. It usually has dried fruits in it. Is cinnamon rolls not bread? Cinnamon rolls are made with dough similar to bread. Yeah, basically. I would say cinnamon rolls are bread just sliced. Yeah. And stolen usually has like fruits and stuff in it. You can do a bunch of different kinds. Uh, Paul Hollywood has a great recipe. Um, but he's trying to teach her how to make it. And they're like kneading the bread. And he's like behind her. And I was like, yeah, girl. It's very like the movie Ghost. But instead of pottery, it's dough. It was bread. Yeah. It was bread. It was really hot. And then I think she maybe felt something happening down below. And she was like, I've got it. Um, I just. I, something something yeasty. Something yeasty. She's like, I got to go. I do like that she got really defensive when she was like, I don't work with yeast. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, no one's accusing you of anything, lady. I'm just saying like. Get down for this sexy like dough off that we're about to have. Yeah. Oh, I, I just think maybe he was like tent in his apron a bit and she could feel it. And I was like, girl, let it happen. Like, look at him. Look at him. Paige. He has a truck. <laughs> and shoulders. And shoulders. <laughs> and so many plaid shirts and the perfect five o'clock shadow. And he wants to make a home cooking restaurant. Just stop fighting it. Let it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> Say it. Santa. Pantsa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god we we've been talking about santa boot camp way longer than the movie santa boot camp that's true well no just a, an hour and 37 minutes that's way longer than the actual movie only 10 minutes longer <laughs> it literally is exactly 10 minutes longer that's funny anyway so they have their last like class of of santa boot camp and they're supposed to come back a week later with their final projects but all they're all working at her final project so like right whatever and she pulls bell aside to be like i can see how good you and chris are together how do i make that happen with your hot chef 
Yeah. And she's just like, you just got to like speak from the heart. Tell him what's up. You got to be vulnerable with him. It's actually good advice because, you know, yeah, it's right. Uh, nobody nobody gives bad advice in this movie, weirdly enough, even though there's a Christmas cult in it. Uh, but, <laughs> so she just like full on walks up to him at lunch and is just like later tonight, we're going on a fucking date. And he's like, OK, I guess we are. So, well, OK, hang on. We got to talk about how she builds it up because sure. it is very much like, hey, what are you doing at eight o'clock tonight? Nothing. Are we? Let's go out. OK, cool. Like a date? No. Like the best date in the world. And then yeah. cut to them eating a sandwich on a front lawn looking at the stars. Eating Chinese food. She ordered Chinese food. That's right. Yes. It is Chinese food. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's not a great date. Is it the best date? Probably not. No, this <laughs> this just serves to showcase more of the Carhartt pieces they bought to make him look good. Uh, yeah. Good job. Good job. That canvas jacket Ooh. is working overtime. Uh, but And they don't even kiss on this date. They're just like, yeah, we're talking about like the weather and like you should cater and blah, 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 blah. I, I thought she was just buttering him up to get him to cater for free. I mean, I think he would have done anything for her. Same. Yeah, but also I liked that she was like dressing up for a hot date and she wore a weird turtleneck. <laughs> I was like, "Girl, come on!" Anyway, right? Yeah. So we cut to the next day. They're all kind of starting to set up for the thing at the the event that's happening the same night as their graduation, or I guess earlier. That's what they say. They're like, "The graduation was supposed to be Friday night, but what if we do it at the ceremony because everyone's going to be there?" Okay, great. Um, and she's like, well, "What about Santa?" And Belle is like, oh, I'll have Santa there for you. Don't worry about it. And then she's like, hey, did you put Aiden and I together on purpose? And she was like, why would I do that? And she's like, why do you do anything? And she's just like, wink, I might be Mrs. Claus. Right. And then Emily is just like, do you think she's Mrs. Claus? No, impossible. And then walks away. (laughs) And everyone's commenting. They're like, it's weirdly cold. Like, it's unseasonably cold for Los Angeles this time of year. And she's like, weird, shrug. We cut to the (laughs) event that night. She introduces her mom to Aiden and her mom is like, very nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to your cooking. And they're she's like running everywhere. She's like, the redhead has mistletoe. I got to get to this thing, whatever. But Aiden kind of pulls her aside. Oh, this is the night before the event that they're setting up. Yeah. Aiden pulls her aside and is like, hey, the offer I got is for the Parker in New York, but it's like a huge career move. Like, I don't know. And and he was like, well, what about us? Because he says, what about us? Not her. Right. So he's like, it's almost like he's saying, tell me not to go. Like, yes, I think he is saying that. Give me one reason to stay here. Ooh, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and I'll turn right back around. <laughs> you can see me jingle. would you stay you know how easy it would be for me to stay at home to pretty much do my dream job instead of fly across the country to do also my dream job in a place i don't know even if that place is new york city i'm gonna stay at quote home right so my version of this is like hey you could go work on righteous gemstones or if you stay (laughs) here someone wants to fund your pilot right right and so you stay for the pilot every time yeah even though that might not pan out, but like, you know, right. It's, it's a risk, but you take it. So anyway, they, but this is 10 minutes before the end of the movie. And they're like, Oh, I don't know. So she goes to cry behind the Christmas tree. The next night, everybody is there, the catering. And he's like, Hey, we need to talk. And he's like, I tried to sleep on it. There's something I got. I can't go to New York. I want to give us a chance. I want to do my thing. It's, it's great that they gave me that opportunity, but I want to pursue my own, dreams or whatever and she's like okay 
And he's like, don't change your mind. Like, okay, we're we're going to be together, but I have to go handle Mr. and Mrs. Claus because, of course, Belle and Chris are her Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And we find out that Belle recommended her in the first place because she's some sort of psychic because she's also Mrs. Claus who might be a supernatural being. Christmas magic. Christmas magic. Right. Cult magic. It's definitely just her being a really good cult leader. Yeah. And can we also talk about how that barbecue looks dry as fuck? fuck um yeah we can because it it does it does yeah i mean it it looked plastic it may be plastic but oh it in general it looks just dry i was like aiden i don't think that restaurant's gonna do (laughs) (laughs) oh no i mean but because rita moreno's you know because mrs claus knows everybody and she can like sort of urge the villain from I don't know every LA story that Paige has. Yeah, uh, they she can convince him to hire him as like the restaurateur or like the restaurant head chef or whatever. Right, it's gonna be fine. It'll be fine. And as they leave in their convertible, she's like, "Oh, I did something special for you," and it starts snowing, and the car flies off. They have a weird closed mouthed kiss and they fly away in a convertible. For the amount of chemistry the two of them have, the kiss really sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. It it looks so terrible on film. It looks like Ugh. one of them is thinking about somebody else and the other one is bored. Like no one is yes. in it is all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy for how much chemistry they had the whole rest of the movie where I was like, you have built this up so that these people should be borderline ripping each other's clothes off and like, no. Like, so, yeah. So I, I wonder to me, because they do have so much chemistry, do you think that was like a directing thing? Like, it's lifetime, guys. No yeah, one can yeah, open yeah, yeah. their mouth. And that was like the 20th take because they were like just trying so hard to not passionately rip each other's clothes off and go to town in front of those kids that were behind them. This is one of my biggest complaints about all lifetime hallmark adjacent whatever christmas movies is it's always weird closed mouth kisses and i think they are directed to be that way because they're supposed these are supposed to be very chaste and bland yes which is not my vibe (laughs) really Paige? really can't believe it no it's not but yeah i think it was directed or or the network had a note (laughs) and forced them to do it that way yeah but santa and mrs claus fly away in a convertible and that's, that's the, movie. the movie And that's where I am Right when it flies away yep. It zooms right yes. in on me The vicinity of the screen That is exactly where you see Mikey It's amazing mm-hmm. So having seen the movie Having talked about the movie What do you guys think about Santa Boot Camp Having starred into the movie <laughs> <laughs> For 99 cents You can bring me into your home. Oh, yeah. Like, I do think everyone listening to my voice right now has 99 cents to buy this movie (laughs) and get Santa Boot Camp 2 greenlit where they have to change the heart of one investor that was at that party who was just (laughs) really humbugging it up that looked just like Mikey. They actually did have investor specific actors. I was not one. They wore suits. Uh. I think those parts were cut. Okay, so having been around a lot of VC and private equity types, you're dressed way more like they are yeah. than people in suits would be. A hundred percent. Yeah. They need the the zipper fleeces. They're always in the zipper fleeces. <laughs> I will say, okay, well, objectively, I think it's funny that I'm in it, but I think when it comes to like Christmas movie, it does its job as like a Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie where like there is a bonkers ass Christmas plot. Mm-hmm. There is 
a romance with more chemistry than the average film like this. I do think there is more chemistry than the average Lifetime movie, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something you can put on to decorate the house or like play Trivial Pursuit and, you know, Christmas things like that. And just like, honestly, clue in every time Rita Moreno's on the screen and watch her just be amazing. Yep. And then go back to decorating your tree or, um, you know, like, Wrapping Christmas presents or whatever you're doing. I don't think it's a good movie. I sort of enjoyed it just because it is sort of super low stakes and like nothing really sad's happening. You know, it's like the opposite of last Christmas. It's just a almost boring Christmas movie that has a wildly crazy Christmas cult in it. Yep. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Pretty much no. (laughs) Okay. So the only fun fact available is that this is the first Heavily used ASL in a Lifetime Christmas movie, which it it is notable. It is. And they do. And that's very cool that they did that. It is very cool. Pretty much every time Emily talks to her mom, it's in sign language. And and the only time the mom doesn't speak in sign language and she actually speaks is when she meets Aiden. Right. Because Aiden doesn't speak ASL, you know, so she can communicate that way. She just is more fluent with sign language. So that's how she talks to her her child, who we're to believe knows sign language very well, although she's way slower than her mom at signing. Sure, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they made that choice. That was that was kind of fun. No, it's cool. It's really it's really cool and inclusive. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. And yeah, that's, that's it for your fun facts. That's literally it. Well, I have a fun fact. Oh, Mikey's in it? <laughs> we did sort of go through all of our like fun facts as we were talking, but like, I know that area super well. There's a coffee shop called Just Love Coffee that they keep blocking because their sign is very recognizable. So if you see when the Rita Moreno and Chris uh, Kringle, her husband, are about to fly off, literally fly off in the car, th- the bus from Santa Boot Camp, like that take people to the Santa Boot Camp location, is blocking a bunch of signage. And that's because <laughs> all of those stores have like hugely recognizable yes. signage. And it's if you know the space, like that bus is parked in a way that that car could not drive away. Amazing. <laughs> it had to fly away. Also, fun fact, in that final scene, there's a barbecue place in that square and there everybody is. was eating barbecue just watching us. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about box office, and that is, I have no idea what this movie cost to make. (laughs) I doubt it was more than a million dollars, but I have no idea, really. Um, And uh, it didn't go to theaters, so there's no box office information. So maybe we just jump to the romance scale. Uh, Okay, romance scale, 1 to 10, how romantic we found it. Paige. Honestly, I'm going to give this a 3, because their chemistry is, like, palpable. Yeah, I mean, I do think the chemistry is palpable, so I understand the three. I'm going to give it a two because the kiss was lackluster at best at the end. I was oscillating between three and two. I'm going to go on Todd's side here with the two because that kiss is just, it looks like aliens trying to kiss each other. I think this might be the first time you guys have ever rated something lower than I have on the romance go. I think you're probably right. But yeah, I think had they done like a really good, like sexy kiss, that'd have pushed it to a four to me because they do have good chemistry. And so does Rita Moreno and her husband, Chris, you know, like they're great. Yeah. But anyway, but that's our romance scale. That's a romance scale. Yes, it is. So this week, Mikey, you made us watch Santa Boot Camp. It's my turn next week. And I'm going to make you guys watch a brand new Christmas movie that came out this year featuring Jason Biggs, Brandy, and Heather Graham called Best Period 
Christmas period ever, exclamation point. Now, Mikey, I think you've seen this one. I've watched it, and I'm excited you picked it because uh, they install an arc reactor from what? Iron Man into a hot air balloon. No spoilers. I won't. I, this movie goes places. That sounds like a pretty decent sized spoiler right there. Uh, stuff happens in this film. The whole plot of this movie from front to back is 10 times more weird than Santa Boot Camp. What? Okay, awesome. I can't wait. That seems impossible, but I'm excited. So, your homework for next week is to watch Best Christmas Ever on Netflix with Heather Graham, Brandy, and Jason Biggs. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so, Mikey, you do have a, a review for us to read? I do. Hell yeah. Well, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Oliver David's dad. Okay, what does Oliver David's dad have to say? My favorite pod, comma, Team Mikey. Oh, okay. that's fighting words. This is my favorite podcast. You inspired, you inspired me to start my own. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Congrats. I love hearing your takes on rom-coms and who the real villains are in cinema. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I agreed with Mikey 98% of the time. You are all great, and I appreciate your efforts. Five stars. Well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. Let me read you a comment that was left under our last Christmas episode from Jonathan. He said, hear me out. Horror sequels set next Christmas where she's haunted again. Each year, it gets more dangerous and possessive. Ooh. Ooh. Like, where's my heart? Let me see my heart. I want it back. Ooh. Anyway, Jonathan, thank you so much for that comment under the Spotify episode. If you want to have Mikey read your five-star review or me read your awesome comment, do one of those things and we'll do it on the next episode. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So, guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a PO box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a PO box, it's actually not a PO box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's, 6688 Nolansville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys, on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. Santa-pletion. Ooh. <laughs> Santa, step on me with your boot. Nice. Say it. Santa. Santa. Uh, uh, uh.